That's why I said he's a great campaigner. I can give credit to that. He's a hustler. He's a worker. He's going out there rattling, challenging, fighting. He's a fighter, right? Forget about all the other stuff. There's a good things that we can learn from it. My entire question was the following question. How the hell is Anthony Weiner still alive? This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Unplugged. Welcome to episode 40 of The Middle Unplugged, a break in the middle of the week when we reclaim the microphone from the far left and the far right and try to carve out some time for a less shrill and less extreme and generally less angry conversation. This is a sleepy time on the calendar. Shark attacks seem to be on the increase, as they are every year this time. Internet memes seem to rise to the place that even boomers like me are hip to them. Even the political news takes on a snoozy sensibility. A former president and current candidate is running in 2024, facing 20 to 24 years in prison. See what I did there? See, I'm hip to the memes. For someone like me who appears on the radio once a week and sprinkles in a podcast during the time in between, summer also means an opportunity to be on the air a bit more and also to appear as a guest on other people's shows. Regular talent goes on vacation, and since Jordan is up at camp, I am more than happy to fill in. And as I described it, it's akin to a minor league ball player getting called up for a game or two. Not super important to the overall standings, but for that ball player, it's pretty big. So I've done some morning fill-ins and one overnight fill-in, an appearance on other people's shows on WABC, and I even went to sit on a sort of stage for a fairly insane podcast as a guest. But when you are on as a guest host on other people's show on the radio, it is always a challenge in a way that being a stand-in for the Starver Broadway show must be like. The audience is happy to see the show, but there's usually kind of a groan when they learn that the name on the marquee will not be participating. And when it's me, it takes on kind of a next level. Here on conservative radio, when the regular host isn't on and instead it's Anthony Weiner, it's like going to a, I don't know, a Led Zeppelin show and having Michael Jackson step on stage or George Michael. Not sure what's a better metaphor. How about this? They want rock and roll and they wind up getting jazz when I'm on the air. So today, in honor of our 40th episode of The Middle Unplugged, we're going to devote this episode to some of the interactions I've had in those unfamiliar places. We should consider this kind of like an extended edition of Ask Anthony Anything, our usual segment at the end when we dip into our mailbag. Part of the reason I'm doing this is to try to bring the audience for the radio and the podcast closer together. Interestingly, we have a fairly distinct audience for each, since the show... The Middle that I do on Saturdays and this podcast are updated and uploaded in separate feeds, the radio listeners often don't get a feel for the podcast and vice versa. So today, we're going to not answer one listener mail submission, but three, and I'm not going to read it and then respond. I'm going to let you listen to the full question and hopefully my fulsome answer. And each represents a little bit of a theme. To begin is the issue of how the two sides in American politics not only don't agree with one another, but often find their political opposites simply dumbfounding, even dangerous. Here, I try to convince a caller to the other side of midnight that Democrats don't have horns. And let's start with Trisha in Connecticut. Go ahead, Trish. Uh, Mr. Weiner, you uh, just alluded to college being so expensive because it's higher inflation, but it's also a racket that the administrators and tenured professors um, are well compensated, and they the colleges know that students can get loans, so they can keep charging more and more. My second point is that um, students... Um, shouldn't be subsidized by the government 
we don't have the money. They're printing money as it is. The, the, the trillions in debt is destroying the country. And they're making, the Democrat Party is making, uh, incentivizing dependency upon government. And government should not be involved in all of these issues that are not constitutional and are just um, destroying our country with with humongous debt. I agree with Mark Levin in his book that's coming out in September. The Democrat Party hates America, and is um, the the entity through which Marxism has installed its philosophy and its new revolution. I I, I don't hate America. No, I'm not saying that people who vote the Democrat. Uh, hate America, but the party, that's what they've been just destroying America. But the party is made up of human beings. <laughs> yeah, but the people controlling it is one of your fellow Democrat voters. Democrat, alluded to Democrat, Democrat. Who, who do you think controls this party? I'm just curious because I want to meet that person. They're doing a lousy job. Who, who do you think controls the party? Well, the people running, the, the leaders that are so... Um, you know, you mean, like you mean the people, Adam Schiff is a liar, right? He, well, he, Adam Adam Schiff is an elected member of the United States uh, Congress, so you, so he that, that's in the Constitution. He's he's he 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 has just as right to avoid. Who, who's who, who's your member of Congress in Connecticut? Oh, they're all Democrats now, and they, and I don't I don't respect any of them really. Um, so here, here's well, what here's what I mean. I think that. And I appreciate your call, Trish. And, and I, I think, as I said, I said before the break, I think there's something to the idea that inflation in education is higher than it should be. Inflation in healthcare is higher than it should be. Inflation in a lot of places is higher. That, that greed is the source of a lot of the problems that we have. And that part of what government's job should be is to figure out ways to make sure that citizens are put before these entities that are greedy. But, one of the things I want to caution us, and this might be a good note to kind of to kind of end on, you know, when we talk about the Democratic Party hates us or the Democrat or the leaders of the Democratic Party are trying to do A, B or C. Look, these are American citizens who voted for their representatives to express their values and what they wanted policy to be because they disagree with you doesn't make them venal. It doesn't make them evil. It doesn't make them. You know, Mark Levin says things like that because he's trying to animate anger because anger gets people to do actions. One of the actions he wants you to do is to buy his book and it's good business for him to make you angry. It's good business for MSNBC to make the left angry. It's good business to Fox News and, and even sometimes on these airwaves. It's good business. But I don't think it's good for our country. And we have to get past this idea that there's this vague amorphous them out there. That is out to be, you know, that is evil. I mean, there there are people out there that want to make you angry about student loans because they're getting agriculture subsidies for their big country, their big companies, or they're getting giant tax breaks so they can buy more stocks and bonds. You know, there when when people are trying to animate you by anger and by fear, you've got to ask the question: What are who who benefits from that? When a, when a bunch of working class people are fighting with one another and calling each other evil, someone's benefiting from that. And that, and, and Adam Schiff, Anthony Weiner, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, 
Uh, Marjorie Taylor, uh, uh, um, um, I don't remember her last name. Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green. Thank you, Ken. Marjorie Taylor Green, uh, Lauren Boebert, um, Donald Trump. It, you know, we're at different sides of issues politically, but these are elected people that got elected by their representatives. Now, we are at a moment in our country where we are particularly divided. That we are a 45-45-10 country. 45 Democrat, no matter who it is. 45 Republican, doesn't matter what kind of a scoundrel they are. And 10 that show up at presidential election times and who basically are pretty much checked out. And even those 10 probably have their biases built in. That's true. But the other side isn't evil. The other side isn't going to ruin your country. People who tell you that are people who are trying to sell books with titles like they hate us. No one hates you. We have different ideas. We have different ideas. We're patriots. Part of being patriotic is, you know, doing what you think is right. We all want the same things. We want to leave a country, a neighborhood, a city a little bit better than the one we found. Some people think you do that by taxing the rich and by Changing student loan payback schedule. Some people think you do that by having a bigger military. Some people think that you'd do that by giving tax cuts to, 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 to Soros and, 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 and tax cuts to Musk. Like these people who don't, don't need your money. We have disagreement about that, but the people who believe that aren't evil disagree with them. And the Republicans. And Democrat, and it's the Republican Party, not the Republic Party, and the Democratic Party, not the Democrat Party. I don't know who you think you're insulting by leaving off, by leaving off a couple of letters. It's weird. You can't be on conservative talk radio and not have fiery opinions on things. But another very common problem in the conversation and the debate, both on the air and in the halls of Congress, is this minor issue of facts. Often, I find myself correcting listeners. But one caller to Boast Nerdly Show wondered about this in terms that were nearly spiritual in nature. Let's go to Frank in Pennsylvania. Hey, Frank, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for taking my call, sir. Mr. Weiner, I just want to ask you a question. And I'm, I'm a first-time caller. I, I, I just want to know what is truth, okay? In this, this day and age, it seems like the, the lies are over, overcoming the truth in this country why why all these politicians have to lie to get power well it's a good look in in a way frank it's the big question of life right what is truth you know i mean i don't but i will i will say this it used to be that politicians despite their reputation would not lie because being caught in a lie could end your career. Like we didn't, I think it wasn't a thing as much in the past. Now, one thing I will say before I go into where we are today is there is a big difference between someone that says something that they believe that other people disagree with and a lie. I think lie is a hot word. Lie means that you know what you said was wrong and you said it anyway. Now, why does that happen? And I agree. It happens more today than I think ever happened in maybe in American history. 
And I think it's because of the Internet. I think that there are enough people who will say things enough time in this anonymous kind of squishy environment of the Internet that if they say stuff long enough and hard enough that other people who will come to believe it, even though it's wrong. And I think that people then go and repeat those things. I think that when someone calls up and says to me something that they had heard over and over and over and over again, to a point that they had come to believe it, is not the same thing as a lie. And so, so do politicians say stuff that is just not true? I think that happens. I think you get called on it. I think you get busted for it. I think voters care. But I think what more commonly happens in today's media environment is that stuff gets repeated over and over again that other people don't challenge and that don't get fact-checked. And that's the final point I want to make, is that there used to be a time that when media was a relatively controlled thing, meaning there weren't hundreds of thousands of different outlets, they always like you had the three TV stations at night, you had the major newspapers, you had editors and editorial desks that made sure you had things kind of right, that there was some fact-checking going on. There was some sourcing going on. Well, nowadays on the Internet, when someone can just tweet something out, um, it doesn't go on that way. And what very often happens is that others in the Internet say, well, it was reported there. I'll go ahead and put it in my paper, whether it's truthful or not. And that, I think, is the problem. I don't think that policy – that's why I think I, I, I reacted so viscerally to this this Joe Biden thing about his grandkids because it is a knowable binary Yes or no, is it true fact? No opinion involved. You know, we've talked a lot about different people's opinions about, you know, what should or should not have been done with the Hunter Biden laptop, et cetera. But there are some elements in the world that are just don't lend themselves to interpretation. Some people have argued to me about this President Biden thing with his grandkids. Oh, it's open to interpretation what a grandfather is. Mm-mm. It might be how you are a father to someone and how you do that job and how you interpret your role. But we now have technology that allows us to say, as a matter of fact, there's this additional grandkid in the world. But it's a good question. How do we figure out what truth is? It's not easy. And then there's the spiritual element of this. (laughs) Maybe there is no absolute truth. Maybe only God knows the truth. Maybe all of us are just looking at things from a certain perspective and 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 the great enduring mystery of, of the universe is, you know, that only God knows the truth. Finally, I learned recently about the fairly big business of echoing conspiracy theories. You heard at the top of the show a cut from a podcast I appeared on recently where the host of a normal-seeming show and a fairly, with a fairly robust following acting amazed at why I haven't been assassinated by a former Secretary of State. But in between incoherent outbursts about the establishment or the deep state and the occult, they did echo the culture war theme of the minute. This is from the PDB podcast. I think it stands for pretty darn bad, but take a listen. Anthony, you're very well spoken and you're you're very sharp on a lot of things. Thank you. And no, you are. I appreciate it. it, You've spent a good part of your adult life in debate. You're very, very, very good at it. But what you just said, I don't even think you believe. Parents don't really have the ability. You look 
all over the United States. You have parents trying to go to school boards so they could do this local, as you brought up. They don't have the ability to do that. They have the ability to appear, but they don't, they're not being heard. The right, argument that's, that's, is being that's truncated. The statement. What's the evidence, my friend? The evidence? Where do you, how many school board meetings you want to pick where parents come up and say, I don't want my kids to read this book. I don't want my kids yeah, to see this. you're going to have parents showing up and other parents are going to say different things. This is an imperfect thing. You get your say in this country, you don't get your way. And we certainly shouldn't have a say on California books helping about 3,000 miles away. And why are we animated around these things? Because we're animated around the idea that media relies on conflict. Um, for those of you listening, I'm banging my, my fists together. Conflict, we love it. So we show no, something like this and I get people animated all upset. Oh my God, the world parents, is ending. That some parents are animated about the concept of age-appropriate education. Everyone is. No really? parent, no parent is standing up saying, "I'm standing up in favor of inappropriate." Look, teaching. Of Teaching, of course they are. I know because it's necessary for this argument for you to take that position. No, no, no. you want me to play mom, clips? Okay, my let's mom go was to the greatest teacher. hits. My mom was a school you, teacher. You brought for, this to yourself. Go ahead. You're, my mom was a school teacher for 30 something years. Yeah. I can tell you how, and I have been to so many school board meetings, this is what I used to do. I would go yeah. out, I'd come back from Washington or to the city council, and I'd go to community meetings. People fight about stuff. These are not easy issues. They're not brother. Now, that, if I were a parent and my school was doing that, I'd go to a school board meeting, I'd be pissed off at that, and I think I'd pro probably win that case and say, we shouldn't be teaching this. But the but you idea, are a parent. But the, I not if you're a parent. No, but you I'm are not a parent. parent. I, you show me some excerpt of disgusting well, Whether it's California, New York, This is not a California excerpt. Uh, Anthony. That's where Anthony, you and I disagree. This is not no, 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 just no, no, a what California excerpt. you and I disagree. If your 11 year old son was exposed to this, or a grown adult, a grown man was texting your 11 year old son, what would you do about That's it? That's not the question we're suggesting. You, you're of course, reading, it's all you're in taking that, an excerpt from a California book that I. That we well, what would you disgusting. do if someone found someone just, texting your son? I just wait a minute. Well, let's stick with the books for a second. I just told you what I would do if that book appeared in, 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 my, in my, my son's teaching. I what told would you, do? you what I would do. I would go to the school board. I'd go to the administrator. I'd rally to other parents to go do it because that's the way we make decisions at that level about these things. We don't do it on podcasts from thousands of miles away who are profiting from the, not this one in particular, who are profiting from conflict. Fox News all day is around finding these foibles, accelerating into giant <laughs> things in our country, talking about woke this and woke that, and every poll shows we're more divided than we've ever been. All I'm saying is that we make these decisions in an imperfect right. way, and I'm hang not on, saying hang on, we hang always on. get it hang right. Hang on, You were poking at Pat for changing the subject. You just went to media using conflict to make ad revenue, and that's your business model. Okay, you're correct about that, but let's go back here. Sure. This is not a 3,000-mile-away issue. There are school boards all across all 50 states. Pick one where parents are bringing this up, but they're being told no, and they're being pushed I know, back. This book that, is going to be there. You've stated that before, and I said, bring me some evidence of that. I've seen more in the other direction. Some evidence. I've seen, no, no, no. And then you say, thousands, well, I didn't see that. I've seen thousands of books that have been banned and removed from shelves and libraries all around by legislatures getting over their seats. I don't need to sit, answer this question. Who do you think is more equipped to make these decisions for a local community? The local community school boards and the local community administrators or legislators a half a state away who don't even represent that district? Who, who would you think? I, I think we've already already said that we, the people in the school board, so but it's not what, happening. But what if that's it, the issue? It's not I know, happening. But that's your they? judgment. The point about three thousand miles away is you're making a judgment on their ability to do their jobs. I get it. Maybe if I was doing it's to not school, my judgment. The if books I are there. If I went to a school district in Mississippi, I might make different decisions. But I'm a Jew from Brooklyn, so I'm not going to do that. If the books are in the classroom, that means the parents have lost, and they're in the classrooms in. 
Yeah, yes, there might be a book in a classroom in Mississippi that I don't like. I'm a guy from Brooklyn, New York, and, and, and what, so maybe let's let the legislature do it. Let's let the governor do it. Maybe we should elect the president who wants to do it. I mean, it's just, let's remember something. You want this perfect formulation of every decision being exactly where Fox News wants it at all times. No, shit's gonna get screwed up sometimes. So there it is, a whole episode of Ask Anthony, from the sincere to the sublimely stupid. Next week, we'll be back with another kind of normal episode of the Middle Unplugged podcast. But if you would like to be part of the Ask Anthony part of this, where we do respond to questions, I can be reached at at repweiner, R-E-P-W-E-I-N-E-R on Twitter, or X, I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's Anthony D. Wiener on Threads, which is, well, it's Threads. Anthony D. Wiener is also the Facebook page. And then I can be reached on wienerwabc at gmail.com. I want to thank Eric Salas, our sound designer and producer for this episode and the other episodes of The Middle Unplugged. And I want to thank you for all the support you've given not only this podcast, this is our 40th episode, but also uh, The Middle, which, as I mentioned, is on at Saturday at 2 o'clock from 2 to 3. And then it's followed by Left Versus Right, a show that I do with um, Curtis Sliwa. And uh, those are all available on podcasts and wherever you get your, your podcasts. Uh, we've been getting a lot of great feedback and a lot of uptake from it. So if you have an opportunity to rate them or to comment, that's the way other people wind up hearing about it. And the growth continues. I really do appreciate all your support. And this marks the end of The Middle Unplugged.